in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Let's do it. Okay. Um. And five, four. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast, episode two. I'm sitting next to the exuberant Glenn Stansberry today. He's uh, and I am Brian McKinney. We're both co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Um. Thanks for listening. If you're listening. Um. Is there anybody out there? Hi, Grandma. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but thanks for thanks for listening to the show. Um, if you, as always, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, things you want us to talk about, hit us up on on gentleman.com or um, via social media, Twitter. There's a thing called Facebook, I think. Probably by the time this is published, there will be another social network but, yeah. that we'll have to. Instagram? Yeah. I mean, Instagram, maybe. Yeah, you there. can send us a photo. Yeah, photo in your question. <laughs> uh, I could get a little. SoundCloud? Did, yeah, sound... <laughs> record it? Yeah, Vine. <laughs> Vine. Uh, actually, Vine wouldn't be. Mm. Yeah, actually, kind of. That's should probably not a bad get idea. the gentleman Vine. <clears throat> okay, well, we'll restrain we'll here. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll work on that for, for next time. Um, so, we, we're going to start things off as we always do with the drink of the week. Drink of the week. Um, and this week we went. Kind of introspective. Yes. We, we, so we looked within mm-hmm. the boundaries of the city that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went with a little uh, a little company called Free State Brewing Company. And their fine brew, an oatmeal stout. It is legendary, Brian. I, I have a special place in my heart for oatmeal stout. As it was, um, we had a, 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 for my bachelor party, we went camping <laughs> and had a keg of it. And I don't know if beer ever tasted so good. Um, um, on that. Now you weren't there. No, you, you would have been. I didn't know you. That's, <laughs> That's the only right. reason. That's true. Um, so, but it, 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 yeah, I love uh, always, forever, and always. It'll have a, sp- a special a place. place. What well, says something about the beer when you it, you're having your back? I mean, it's a once in a lifetime event. <laughs> and this cross fingers. Yeah, well, <laughs> depending on the person, <laughs> right? Uh, d- but. <laughs> Hopefully, yes. Once in a lifetime event, yeah, right. Um, and in your case, I know it will be. Yes, thank you. Um, thank and you. so, uh, so, but to choose the oatmeal stout for that occasion, that Ooh. that that says a lot about the the beer. So. Yeah, I mean, there was no choice. Yeah, there, really. there was the only one. Uh, oatmeal stout is a fantastic beer, and I think that in you know, Free State, even though they're a local uh, Lawrence, Kansas brewery, I think that they are kind of in a lot of regional uh, stores. They so. are. They they actually. I would. Man, I, I couldn't give you. I know a lot of the surrounding states of, out of out of uh, Kansas and Missouri and yeah, Colorado and I've heard I've actually heard of people in California and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you if you're in your local store, go check it out. Go look for Free State Brewing Company. They have kind of about four different brews, but Oatmeal Stout's kind of the the go-to. Yep, yep. Brewed here in lovely Lawrence, Kansas. That's right. So that's the drink of the week. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, next, we're going to move right on to the featured site of the week. Um, this is where we talk about kind of a, a site that gets posted on Gentleman frequently and mm-hmm. one that we like a great deal, and, and this is one of those. It's uh, Art of Manliness. 
That's right. Art of Manliness is actually um, run by Brett McKay, who um, I uh, I actually go back a little ways with Brett uh, through through a blog network that I co-started years ago. But anyway, I know Brett through that, and he's actually uh, he's actually a been a big help to gentlemen actually uh when we when we first got this thing going he he wrote about us and that um that and like another major news organization yeah wrote about us in the same day and it basically melted our server and yeah. so we have a lot we have a lot to uh thank brett for and and, and the site's great and they're they're constantly posted on i was gentlemen. just gonna, yeah i was just gonna <laughs> say uh you know we we get stuff posted to gentlemen all the time from from art of manliness uh and for good reason it's it's good you know, good content. Um, you know, when you look at the stuff on his on his site, you know, I just went to his homepage, <laughs> and the first thing is how to build a secret backyard fire pit. Boom! Um, yeah. So you know, it, when you're posting stuff like that, that's uh, well, we're doing something wrong if that stuff isn't on gentlemen yeah, people. I exactly, mean, exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the other things that uh, is, is great about Art of Manliness is um, at, at this time right now, it's it's November, um, right? So. Uh, there, the Movember, the Movember movement is, has been taken off and, uh, um, Brett is at the forefront of it with his, with this community. And, and last year they actually raised $33,000 for the cause, um, for the, for the testicular cancer research. So mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. And so, um, by the time this is published, you probably won't be able to do this, but if you were, you could go join the team. I'm sure they'll have one next year. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe we can do something with Art of Manliness next yeah, year. Could be. That's a great uh, cause. Thirty three thousand dollars. That's 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 a good mm-hmm. good chunk of money. So apparently, since 2009, they've raised 122,000. Wow, which is that's awesome. Quite that's a bit good, from yeah. a blog, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is really good. So, yeah, it's good that he takes time to kind of do stuff like that to kind of yeah. And on a, on a more personal note, Brett has a fantastic mustache. Oh, okay. Oh man, wow, it's great. It's it's like it's not quite Tom Selleck. Well, yeah. but uh, when you when you run a site called Art of Manliness, <laughs> you better bring. Yeah, it. you gotta <laughs> you gotta keep that that persona going. Man. But he's doing it. So yeah, well okay. done, Brett. Cheers. Well, yeah, cheers. That's uh, yeah, fantastic site. If you haven't been to Art of Manliness, check it out. Uh, you live under a rock. You, yeah, you live, <laughs> must live. I don't know. Never been to our site? Yeah, never been anywhere, basically, on the internet. You yep. basically just bought your, a computer for the first time. <laughs> Brave new world. Yeah. So dial into America Online. Yeah. Um, Came in the mail. Yeah. Um, and check out Art of Manliness. So, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, for our next segment, we're going we're gonna to talk about some featured posts, some interesting things that have been posted to gentlemen in mm. the last week or so. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get right into this. We're gonna start off with um, this is a, this is an interesting one. This uh, this kind of blew up recently. Um, I think maybe because Veterans Day was not too long ago, and yeah. kind of co- coincided with that. Um, you know, what well, it's this is a time lapse video of a transformation of a veteran's life. Um, so. Right. So they they took a, a Jim Wolf, a United States Army veteran, and by the way, this is posted. I mean, the, the the one that was posted on Gentleman was from Mashable, but I think it's been making right. I don't know actually where it originated original, from. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's pretty cool. It's a time-lapse video of a homeless veteran who's who had, um, he let's see, he battled, um, de- I think, maybe depression. And, um, like, he, I think uh, he had lots of issues, personal right. issues. I, and, yeah. it's. I think it, it says that he, you know, was homeless for... Yeah, quite a period of time. He's having a hard time finding a job, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, and so um, they they basically gave him a makeover, and so it's a time lapse video of of the makeover happening, and, and we'll have the video in the in the the show mm-hmm. the show notes, whatever. But 
Um, it's really cool, just the transformation, and um, you know, we kind of—I don't know. It, it was—it was very uplifting. I thought it was, and, and apparently, you know, they—they they said that after the, at the end of the video, they say that you know he—he's uh, made some significant life changes, and mm-hmm. it, the whole event was pretty big for him. So yeah, I mean, it, this is definitely one of those cases where you know, like. Uh, you, you can definitely kind of understand where the guy's coming from where you kind of get to a certain point in life I think some people do where you can't catch a break you yeah. know and this is some people kind of reaching out and trying to help this guy catch a break and the only I mean I, I feel two ways about this one I feel good because it's it's good to see a guy get a break and you know get a chance to kind of move forward and it's it's crazy how just like giving the guy a suit cleaning him up and yeah. you know whatever I mean he really if you look at the transformation it, it's pretty incredible but I mean my my issue with this is just the whole thing about like you know clean the guy up one day give him a suit send him on his way and there say you go. you're good to go buddy you know yeah. I, I kind of wonder whether if it would have been better to, to kind of try to help him with counseling or you know yeah. you know something kind of more long term but yeah it kind of reminds me of like you know uh, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this but I've seen well I shouldn't be too embarrassed <laughs> Uh, but uh, my my family, uh, my extended family, likes to watch a show called Extreme Home Makeover. Uh-huh. Where they have you, Brian? I have no. Idea Brian has no idea what this is about. <laughs> but you know, basically, the premise of the show is that you take a down and out family who's just caught up. Same same deal. Oh, okay. A bunch of rough breaks. Okay. And this this crew comes in and does an amazing thing for them, and they build them this amazing house. So they fix up the original one or whatever. Okay. And, and they make a incredible, you know, it's like in a week. So it's like this whole turnaround time and just completely changes the lives of these people. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is like, I, I always wonder like, you know, you just built this, you know, kind of poor family, yeah. a really nice house, like a really expensive house. It's going to take upkeep, you know, like, I mean, it costs a lot of money to keep up a really nice yeah. house if you're not used to... Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even own a house. I mean, right. we rent, but yeah. I mean, that, you know, yeah. same kind of deal. Like, how, what, what do you do after the, the camera crews leave, yeah. you know? And well, I mean, that that doesn't sell um, advertising. That's true. You know? It's um, not sexy. Yeah, exactly. And you can't make a video about... Week 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is week 27 of his counseling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Major breakthroughs. Yes. Well, um, yeah, that, that's true. So that's not really feasible, but just something I always kind of wonder about these videos that kind of right. pop around or shows like that. But yeah. Anyway, hope the guy's doing well. Um, sounds like from the follow-up on it, he was doing doing better. So good deal. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. So cool. Um, all right. The next uh, next article we're going to talk about here uh, is hot seats. <laughs> Exclamation point. Um <laughs> It's uh, stools set on fire to create charred log chairs. Yeah, um, you know we could say I thought this is this is probably going to be a case of me just making something up, but it's like some kind of Danish thing or something like that where you basically take a big log and you take two smaller logs mm-hmm. and you set the smaller logs, you get them you know nice and hot on fire, mm-hmm. and you place them in a cross section on top of the log, the main log, and it just slowly burns through. And then you have this charred section, and so um, in the middle, and so it has like four legs, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. It's a natural looking, you know, and it looks like this guy, Casper um, Hamacher. Um, yeah, I, he's he's basically doing this and kind of manufacturing them, and it's it's kind of a cool little. Uh, process i don't know if he's the f- i doubt he's the first one ever to do it this well, seems like something a, yeah i don't a know a caveman probably yeah, tried well, that, that's true oh, oh crap i left those two logs on fire <laughs> on top of that other log dun, oh hey dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. um yeah so uh no it, it's cool it's a cool concept um 
the yeah, it basically just makes you know some quick, really interesting looking furniture. Um, yeah, you know, and I one of the things that the article that that links to it says that <laughs> I you know I don't know about furniture making, so I couldn't comment on this, but. At the very bottom, he says, you know, it looks really cool in the pictures and everything, um, but he said something about how he was wondering about <laughs> sealing off the charred remnants um, might not be the easiest thing. So, right. I don't know how you go, but there's probably some kind of something you could seal it off with, but there's basically you'd be leaving, like, ash all over your house. And, uh, I, I could see this as kind of like, a, you know, you go camping and you're like... Yeah. Let's make some, camp some stools. Chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't just sit on. You what know. this campsite needs is some stools. You know what this stump needs? <laughs> Legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it could be a good like uh, camping trick sure. to pull off for your friends. Yeah. You're like, yeah, impress some people. Oh, it looks yeah. like I'm just arbitrarily placing these uh, <laughs> smoldering sticks on the. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be fun. That's a good point. It's a good point. So next time you're out camping, yeah. maybe check this article out yeah. and impress your friends yeah. by making furniture while you're camping. Raise the manly meter up a little bit. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Speaking of manly meter, manly meter. Um, the next the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, <laughs> bacon and caramel uh, cinnamon rolls. That's right. Um, which some people may not think is manly, but you know, we, we found on Gentleman that... Mm. You could pretty much add bacon to anything, and then that is a auto manly thing immediately. Yeah, bacon is bacon is like sprinkling manly on something. So right, yeah, you, know, you could you could have like a you know, I don't know, like a like a pastry of some kind. Well, okay, like a cinnamon roll, cinnamon roll. Toss yeah. some bacon bits on it. Boom, some, like a banana <laughs> with with some cinnamon. Yeah, manly banana yeah, with bacon. <laughs> with bacon. Yeah. Now enhanced with bacon. Yeah. So. Ba- yeah, I thought this was interesting because, I mean, it actually, you know, the salty and the sweet obviously could be a good combo. You know, I've never tried this. I kind of, I kind of like, I'm, I'm of the school that likes to separate the, the bacon yeah. from, you know, if I want to manually add it, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, there's there's this whole thing about, like, bacon donuts and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're even, they have, like, Dunkin' Donuts has, like, a bacon donut now or something. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know at the farmer's market, in the local farmer's market here yeah. in Lawrence, there's... A guy who makes these bacon donuts that are... I, I don't think I've ever tried them. I just... It doesn't, I know. It doesn't really feel... I, I don't know. I like bacon vodka. Oh. Yeah, see, that's... Yeah. If you did a search on Gentleman for bacon, there would be a... I haven't done it recently, but there would be a lot of things returned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. So the question this brings up is... is is there a line? Like, at what point is Dude, bacon going to jump the shark? I think it's... Well, I think we're, we've seen it jump the shark <laughs> yeah. several times over. I don't know. I keep thinking that, but yeah. it, it, it just, it just keeps keep going, huh? Uh, well, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's it's a good question. I don't know. I think bacon cinnamon rolls is kind of out there. I haven't seen anything, I guess. Bacon vodka is pretty out there. Bacon vodka. Oh, oh, the uh, that voodoo... Beer that has like it's like maple syrup and right, isn't there like a donut and like bacon in it or something? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I yeah. Well, apparently these guys are making money, so I think people, if, there's a market yeah, out there for it. There is, and I I just think I don't know. I, yeah. I love bacon. I hate to see I hate to see it you know tarnished by other it's ingredients. True. It's true. You know, it's, it's kind of like your favorite favorite band selling out or something like that, right? You know, and all of a sudden you're seeing bacon everywhere, and you're like, uh, you know, I knew bacon before there was exactly you know, bacon vodka, or like when somebody does a remake of a like, you know, like yeah. I love, you know, what about you know Last Christmas by Wham? All right, right, the remake by Jimmy World. Oh, I man. mean, okay, I actually like the remake better than that one. 
No comment. Um, <laughs> we just talked about two bands that I... <laughs> oh, no. Old not, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Wham and Jimmy Eat World. I, well, I actually like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Or I did at one point. But okay. That's interesting. It was high school. Yeah. Hey, don't give me that look. <laughs> hey, man. Every, everybody's got their taste. If if a member of Jimmy Eat World's out there, I I like your... your, your no, no, he doesn't, but I do. Uh, yeah. Glenn likes your stuff. <laughs> so... So, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> At least I did, I think. Yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard you talk about Jimmy I always silently cut you. I know you do. Yeah. That's okay, though. I now it's it. out. Now the truth's out. Yeah. I'm publicly judging you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, the next, uh, next thing we're going to talk about here is uh, another, we, uh, Tom Ben again. Mm-hmm. Ka- rears... Their head again in our podcast. If you're getting deja vu, yeah, there's a good reason. Yeah, well, they they uh, they actually posted something up here today, which or recently, which was pretty cool. Um, and this is a this is a video that they put together of their testing their their different um, products. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they're they're testing their backpacks. I think it's mostly backpacks, right? Backpacks, yeah, I think so. And I I, I can't remember, but the, can't. but the really cool the really cool thing. Oh yes, this, this is trip. the fact that. A gentleman limited edition T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Now very scarce. Very scarce. Only a handful exist. If you go on eBay and do a search, they're, they're like two thousand dollars a piece. At least. I mean, at least. I, okay, maybe I listed in mine at two thousand. Well, I've been trying yeah. to sell it for, <laughs> for a while. Let's just say there's a very short run. Yeah, very very small. Um, small batch of these. Small batch. But but the Tom Ben guys were were cagey enough to uh, to secure I think one or two. Yes. And so true. anyway, uh, one of the guys. Who works at Tom Ben is is running around with a gentleman T-shirt on. It's just pretty cool. So yeah, it's a very. If you watch the video clip, it's a very short. I mean, it's very short. Like little, a little. You just t- you catch a glimpse. But that of doesn't mean it's not important. Well, that's that's true. You know, that's <laughs> very true. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a very short, short, brief burst of it in there. Right. But I feel like it's almost like subliminal advertising or something. Right. You know what I mean? You'll be watching that video and for some reason. You'll be like, what? What is that? that? Why can't I stop that? thinking about mustaches? Yeah. Exactly. So manly things. So that's it. But yeah, it's a great video. Um, and they they basically just run through a bunch of scenarios where they you know show some of the, like the the human testing that they do on their products, which is pretty cool, really. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. just like real scenarios where they're like tossing backpacks off of rooftops and uh, you know uh, running down the street, uh, you know, with a backpack on and sweating know. everywhere. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. On your gentleman t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So pretty pretty interesting video. Um, Tom Ben's great company. Yep, good stuff. We endorse it. Indeed. Indeed we do. Indeed we do. Um, okay, so the next uh, next thing we're going to talk about here is uh, how did it get okay how did it get to be okay for people to be late for everything? Mm-hmm. This is a this is a something uh, this is a article on Huffington Post. Yeah, which is interesting. And it hits know. home for Brian and I. It does, yeah. Um, because I, I read this and immediately felt man, I just I, I felt bad. You, you felt know, bad. I felt I felt convicted because more often than not I'm late. And, I would say yes. And more and more often than not Brian gets agitated that I'm late. Maybe well, not agitated. I wouldn't say I agitated. think you probably account for it. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I have to. Um, but I, I was but, early today. But yeah, you were. You were early. Uh, but I I'm one of those people that is you know, of course, once in a while, you know, I think like this article mentions, once in a while something comes up and you're, you're going to be yeah. running behind. 
But I am like, um, I am just totally and completely focused on being on time for everything. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know uh-huh. what made me that way. But like, I that's one of my one of my things. You know, everybody's got their things. One mm-hmm. of my things is I want to be on time. I don't want to be early. I don't want to be late. I want to be exactly on time. So you don't want to be early. No. I think, I believe, and this article doesn't mention this at all, but I believe it's just as uh, rude to be what? to be early than it is to be late. Well, hang on a second here. What about, what, who's, was, uh, who's the famous coach that said, uh, if you're, something like, if you're not there, if you're not there 15 minutes early, you're late. It's yeah. like Lombardi or somebody famous like that. It could be Lombardi. Yeah, that, that sounds like something yeah, say. you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you don't, you don't think like showing up to football practice or uh, band practice or. I, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying like that is I'm talking about maybe not something like a, like a, like a band practice or, or yeah. you know, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, but I'm talking about like a social engagement. You know, where you, you have a you have a friend or something like that, you say, Yeah, I'll meet you at your house at three o'clock. And if you show up there at two forty five You're looking at me like really <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm just saying I'll just say it for myself. I don't like I don't so if they, for in a social situation, okay. I don't like to be late or early. Okay. Either way. I like to be exactly when I say I'm I, I get I get social situations, yeah. yeah. But, but you you don't subscribe to fashionably late? No, I, I, I detest that idea. Um, yeah. well, I mean, this is awesome. I'm so glad we picked this article. They, well, and this article talks about a lot of the things that I, you know, because he talks about that. Like, yeah. people that, that, oh, we're not going to show up until like an hour and 45 minutes into the party because that's when all the cool people show up, you know, or whatever. And it's like, yeah. And he, and he makes the point that, it, well, if everybody did that, no one would show up for the party. So, right. Um, right. you know. I, I will say, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm maybe... That's one of the, that's one of the fun dynamics I think we have. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll say fun. Yeah, one of the one of the interesting dynamics Brian and I have is that we're we're pretty we're very different in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and I think that actually makes us a really good team. Yeah, when we when we go and you know do things like gentlemen or whatever, right. like it, you know it, it's you know yin and yang type thing. But yeah. it's funny because I read the article, and I'm like, yeah, I should probably be in time a little bit more. I don't really yeah. think about how you know like. I don't always take an account that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I well, won't. I will say that you know, despite the fact that I just said you know said all those things, I will say that I only hold myself to those kind of standards. Oh wow! I don't, I don't look at other people and say you know I expect you to be on time all the time. For myself, it's just my own thing. And your so, own higher standard. Well, you know, wow. you gotta you gotta have that you gotta wow. have that high high standard to to look up to. You. I am low. I am pretty low when it comes. I, to I don't. I think you're just different, Glenn. And difference okay. Okay. Different, difference what let's, makes the world go around. Let's let's agree. So, okay, I'll, I'll, yeah. we can end that there. If everybody was on time, that's true. The world would not be a very interesting. That place. article exactly. That yeah. article wouldn't have been written. Exactly. Couldn't have talking about it. So. Exactly. So it takes all kinds, of people. If you're if you're late notoriously, then just go on and be late. That's all right. You're you're not the only person who does that. Exactly. You you don't have to live in fear anymore of being so alone. <laughs> I think most people are probably generally late for things. That's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I have to make a concerted effort to make sure that I'm on time for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, moving on. Moving on from that. Yep. Yeah. Whew. To something a little bit more. This is this is this is a little bit more heavy. Yeah, I think. this is very We were worried about putting this on the podcast because it's kind of it's very it's what people think. Yeah, what people think. It's very controversial. Um Um and it, you know, it's, it's kind of like last week we talked about the lady who put the, uh, oh yeah, the, the, the hey, the, the this note. is why your kid didn't get candy because exactly. he's a little portly. Yeah, note, and, and people, was, was this is kind of the same. Yeah, genre. this is uh, Disney princesses with beards. Yeah, so, um, it's pretty heavy. If you click through to the article, there are um, 
So there's a, a, an artist named Adam Ellis um, in, in the spirit and uh, commemoration of Movember. Mm. He decided to yeah. take uh, um, uh, these these pictures of Disney princesses and add them with uh, flowing beards. Mm-hmm. And they are quite uh, disturbing, some of them. <laughs> I'm looking at Sleeping Beauty, and I don't know what's going on. Pocahontas. It is. It's Beardahontas. Sorry. It's, it's very... <laughs> It's very jarring. Pudding. It's very jarring when you when you uh, Beauty and the Beard. Beauty and yeah, the Beard. That one was. Whew. It's got the. Oh man, yeah. the Beard Lannis one. That is just. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think yeah. it's her eyes. I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's, it's weird. <laughs> Allison Beardland. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then and then uh, Jasmine from Aladdin is a little odd. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, there's some there's some interesting interesting ones here that we're we're scrolling through right now, and it's just yeah, it, it's yeah, it's kind of one of those you just kind of have to see it to believe it type mm-hmm. thing. So just mm-hmm. go check it out. Yeah, you're gonna have to check it out. Um, it, it's like we said, very disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's a good idea to bring some more aware, awareness to a good cause, and that's right. And it's very well done. I mean, if you look at the the yeah. work that they did, it's, it's, it's pretty it's awesome. It, it, yeah, it, you cannot tell. It yeah. looks like it was part of the actual scene, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, I'm really impressed, actually. Yeah, very cool stuff. Um, the so. the Little Mermaid's pretty great. Wait, I can't. Oh, that's the first one. There. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, yeah, I think in particular the scenes that the guy chose to. Um, <laughs> to do these in were pretty pretty awesome choices. There's one with uh, Beard of Hauntus that's like kind of a long, it's like a windy picture. Like everything's flowing in the wind <laughs> with the beard and everything. So cool stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that was some interesting stuff that has been posted on Gentlemen recently. We had a good week. We did. We that had was, a very good week. Yeah. And it's kind of so hard to pick through. We kind of yeah, and we had like a good range of topics. You know, it's yeah, kind of all over the place. Yeah, so that that's always good to get some variety in there. Yes. Um, so the next uh, next segment we're going to have here is the gentleman toast. The toast. Yeah. Um, this is where we, we we pick a figure, whether it's current figure, historical figure, mm-hmm. future figure, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It could it could happen sometime. Post date it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> next year, this person will be us. On. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty seventeen. Um, yeah. Exactly. Look for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, and and so this week we're going to uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our good friend <laughs> Ernest Hemingway and our good our close friend. Yeah, um, I and, and Hemingway is a great choice because at least for uh, for me because I was actually over the summer just in Key West. That's right. One of Hemingway's stomping grounds. He's like mm-hmm. Cuba, Key West. He was all over the place. Paris, he was Idaho, Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City, just a few few streets down the yeah, a few miles down the road. He, yeah, he was reported. I think it was like three years or something. Yeah, it was, something he was reported for the Kansas City Star. But anyway, uh, yeah, Hemingway is quite an interesting cat. Mm-hmm. He um, let's see, he was uh, a writer, obviously, um, an amateur boxer, yeah, okay. uh, fisherman. Um, basically, if this guy did something, it was manly. It's not yeah. like. Um, you have to find things that he did that were manly. You have to find things that he did that weren't manly, right? Um, which is which is what puts him in good, you know, makes him a good candidate for this distinction. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I was reading about him, and it's uh, it says that he, you know, when he was 18, he was living in Kansas City, 
and he just decided to the, the Red Cross was putting out advertisements to go join to be an Italian driver in uh, or not be an Italian driver be an Italian driver <laughs> the Italian job scusi <laughs> uh, <laughs> to uh, to be an ambulance driver um, yeah. in Italy for the war um, and he's you know you're 18 oh sure I'll just go join to be a, a you know a driver on the front lines of World War One no problem yeah. Um, but he did that, um, and he was actually, I think he got some, uh, he, he got some, award, he got a Italian something, Italian uh, Medal of Bravery for um, being injured in the line of duty. Yeah, he um, got pretty tore up. Uh, it said, I, I think it said he was, he was getting supplies for, like, well, I say supplies, with chocolate and cigarettes for... Um, important. Yeah. Well, important. Well, for, for soldiers on the front line, and he, a mortar went off and, and messed him up big time. So, and but he still saved uh, an Italian soldier from from the front line that was also injured as well. So, yeah, I have Crazy to. Stuff. Did you ever read any of his stuff in like high school or? Yeah, I've read The Old Man in the Sea. Yeah, which is a that's a good book. Yeah, and I haven't read any of his other stuff, so but I, I you know it's all it's one of those Hemingway is one of those guys that you you know all of his stuff is on your list to read at some point you know yeah. so it's just like a matter of time you gotta kind of work yourself up to it though I mean it's not like it's yeah it's know, not light reading what should I read today yeah. Reader's Digest oh uh, farewell to arms right you know, surprise <laughs> get some yeah yeah he, he uh, yeah he, he's very interesting uh, in that I mean literary you know he did he win yeah he won a Pulitzer Prize Pulitzer there we go yeah he won a um, Pulitzer um, he I mean Old Man of the Sea was a huge book for him mm-hmm. he, a lot of his work stemmed from his his time and on the front lines. I mean, yeah, and you know, at one point he lived in Cuba and, yep. and stuff like that. I think I, I think I saw something the other day about how somebody found his uh, Hemingway's car and it was in somebody's garage in Cuba and it's yeah. still there. And I think they're like restoring it right now or something. That's yeah. that's pretty awesome. Actually, it is. They, they, I guess it had been missing for like. 40 years or something like that. Really? And they, they unearthed it in somebody's... It was sitting in somebody's garage for, you know, however long. So. That's crazy. I know um, when... when After the Bay of Pigs happened and then the embargo was put yeah. on Cuba, he and his wife had to leave. I think 1960, I think. He and his yeah. wife had to leave. And I know he left, like, ton. He had, like, a bank vault in Havana. Oh, man. Full of, like, works that he was working on, all this stuff. And he wouldn't go back and get... He, he got a little... Uh, I mean, you know, he committed suicide at the end. So... You know things things weren't panning out for him towards the end. On him. Yeah, but I mean, he got like really uh, paranoid about things towards the end. So, the, so he left behind a vault of yeah, but he wouldn't go back because he was. Af- I, I want to say he was like afraid of the FBI or something like hmm. that. Like he was just very paranoid about the whole situation. Yeah. So well, it, things would have been kind of dicey there if you were if you had a bunch of stuff if you lived in Cuba in yeah. like pre nineteen sixty. Yeah, it might think, make things a little more difficult. So. Yeah, they, they they didn't look too kindly on uh, communist, you know, sympathizers. Yes. So. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, but, uh, you know, aside from that, the the dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, you know, there's all these pictures on Gentlemen that have been posted of oh, him, yeah. like, boxing, like, right. the locals in Cuba. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like, put up your dukes. <laughs> yeah, like, 20-foot fish, yeah. fish that he caught after, you know, wherever. Yeah, when I was, when we were in Key West, I actually, I didn't get a chance to tour his home. Oh. I would have loved to have done that. Yeah, that's cool. Just didn't work out time-wise, but yeah. um, Key West is an awesome place anyway to go, but uh, yeah, like, the, the home, his home is, is a great place to go visit, I think, and also, um, when we were in, further up to the north in the Keys, there was, like, a, a replica of his fishing boat. In oh, one of the, cool. it's like basically like a Cabela's or something like that. Oh yeah, near where we were staying, so we right. went in and they had made a replica. It was really interesting to be in it or something like that. So yeah, 
That's cool. He was very... He, he had, like, a hard line about everything. He was like... I don't know. I don't... I, he, there's, like, some... I never have cheese on Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but basically, when, I, when we were looking at the boat, he, he basically said, he's like, I can't stand, um, you know, sp- uh, people who fish for sport. He's like, you know, you either do it or you don't. <laughs> you know, you're not, it's not a sport. Like, you're, yeah. you're fishing or you're not right. fishing. You know, and it's like, all right, I guess I'm, <laughs> yeah. let me put away my bobber, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> That's cool. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah. All right. Well, he, he believes in what he believes in. That's, that's right. It. And that's why we wanted to toast. That's right. So, Ernest Hemingway. Cheers, Cheers to you, Ernest. All right. Okay. So next up, um, we're gonna do the gentlemen's top five list. The top, top five, five list. The top five list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we wanted to do something. Um, you know, Glenn and I are both. We, we both play guitar. Mm-hmm. We've obviously kind of grown up around, you know, rock music. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking about what to do for the top five list this weekend. We thought, let's do the top five manliest rockers, rock and roll stars yes. of all time. Mm-hmm. And this this one was kind of tough to come up with because we threw out a lot of ideas yep. on this deal. Um, we There's like, you know, all, if you could see right now, there's like papers like crumpled up everywhere. Yeah. Like, List, you know, scribbles right. here and there. Like, yeah. You know. The garbage fans, the garbage cans <laughs> overflowing with lists and, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we went through a lot of revisions of this list. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to whittle it down to five. It is, it is. Um, but we, we were able to do it. Yeah. And like we said last week, if mm-hmm. you disagree, that's okay, but we don't care. We don't care. Right. <laughs> um, so number five. This is going to be controversial, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, this is, this, there, a couple of these guys, it's, you know, you kind of, I don't know, it, I, I think there's different versions of manliness is yep. what it comes down to. That's a good lesson from this. This is that's our site. Yeah, it, in a, in everybody. A manliness is you know is in the eye of the beholder, constantly being defined. Yeah, exactly. And redefined. Okay, so just with that in mind, let's let's begin. At number five, number five, uh, Dave Grohl. Yeah, this Dave is probably Grohl. a wild card for some. It is. It is. People saying what? What Dave Grohl? Well, well, you mean Nirvana, Brian? Yeah, no, no, no. We're talking about the man Dave Grohl here. Um, and Dave Grohl, I mean, the cool thing about this guy is, you know, he's in this this punk band that's that's actually kind of notable before Nirvana, and then I didn't know that. Yeah, and and yeah, they're called Scream. Hmm. And uh, you know, and I, I guess he was like seventeen when he joins this band, right? Yeah, and then you know. Uh, so he's in this awesome punk band when he's 17 years old, you know, whatever. And then that band breaks up and he's like, huh, what do I do next? Oh, I think I'll join Nirvana. My friend Kurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so the guy's in Nirvana for, you know, whatever, five, six, seven years or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, unfortunate circumstances, Nirvana has to disband. So mm-hmm. what does he do? Well, I'll just, you know, go create my, my solo project, which by the way, I'll play every instrument on for the, the debut album. Um, which was awesomely successful. Created the oh. Foo Fighters off that, and have been touring with the Foo Fighters since that first album has. Yeah, like, they're like it's like half of them are like gold hits. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's like the mid nineties. You know, uh, you know that's a that's, that's a, what I think of when I think of mid nineties, like yeah. that Foo Fighters album. Yeah, um, but I mean, this guy's kind of all over the place. I just think that it's an interesting idea that he's just been kind of had this successful career throughout all these stops. I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I just watched a movie that he directed, uh, what? it's called Sound City. It's about the, um, oh. 
about the uh, the uh, recording yeah. facility in LA that's legendary for Fleetwood Mac and like all these you know just a ton of artists. But he he wrote it, directed it, and then he like bought the recording console from there and like uses it in his home studio and stuff. Really? So yeah. Anyway, does he, did, how did he pay for that? Like, does he have enough money? I don't I, know. I was wondering if he maybe it was a Kickstarter. Maybe he took yeah. out a Kickstarter. Uh, Let's save the soundboard. I think uh, no. I think he's probably doing fine in that department. Yeah. Um, but and also, if you ever just see the guy, you know, do in interviews and stuff like that, he's just a hilarious. I mean, he, he's an awesome, dude. So he's all like, uh, there's a he and Will Ferrell do a skit oh really where they're, they're playing a song. oh it's leather and lace it's like one of them is Stevie Nicks and the other <laughs> one is it's pretty awesome you should check it out maybe we'll put it in the we might pipe some sound in from that yeah okay um love us forever face to face my city or mountain Stay with me, stay. I need you to love me. I need you to stay. Bring to me your leather. Take from me my lace. Love us forever. Face to face. My city of He's constantly, you know, I don't know. There's tons of videos of him, like kicking people out of his shows. Because like, there's, oh, one, yeah. there's one I remember where these two guys are fighting. He's like, "Hey, yeah, you're not gonna fight at my show. Get out of here. Yeah, get the heck out of here." <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Where he'll just like stop the show and tell you to get the hell out if you're yeah. causing disruption, which is awesome. I don't know how many times I've been at a show where something's going on that's really distracting and it just, you know, goes. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So Dave Grohl, number five, number four on the list. Of manliest rockers, Eric Clapton. Clapton, and you know, picking somebody that's nicknamed Slowhand yeah. for your manly rockers list may be controversial, but yeah. I think there's enough. And he's British. And he's British. It's true, <laughs> but I think there's enough. Um, uh, I think he's got a good body of work to, uh, yeah. to to you know. He almost had to be on here. Yeah, exactly. Um, Incredibly so. influential. Yeah, tons Every- of tons of early. You know what what. Uh, late sixties or seventies. Everything from the mid sixties to to, to nowish. Now. Yeah, I think he's still I mean, going. He's starting to trail off a little bit. Yeah, now, he, but I mean, he can't. It's know. been a while. Yeah, since it's, he's, it's been a good run. But I mean, the acoustic sessions. Of, yeah. Of, oh yeah, the, 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 remember that? And then the mid nineties again. It was yeah, it's like like Layla acoustic version. Yeah, he, and he's also one of those artists who's gone through like tons of transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his sound is constantly changing. Well, this is another guy. I think, like, a lot of these guys on our list kind of have this whole, like, long career thing going on, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, you know, Clapton was in uh, the Yardbirds early on, which was, like, a blues band in the, yeah. in the 60s that was really influential to a lot of people. He was also in the... He was in the band with Jimmy Page at the same time. Oh, yeah. kind of weird. Uh, but then, you, you know, he formed Cream, and they were, like, the first, like, 
super group uh, yep. comprised of, of of players from from different major groups and um, was kind of successful with Cream, yeah. um, and then followed that up with Derek and the Dominoes. Um, so his song Layla, song Layla, um, Layla. Which, yeah, which is a, it's that's a good song. Yeah, and is that I can't remember. Is it Dwayne Allman or is it uh, who? Which Allman brother was slide guitar on there? Um, Dwayne Allman, yeah. yeah. Provide the kind of legendary, somewhat out of key. I've been, it is a little off. Yeah, you can hear a little bit out of, uh, but it's rock and roll. So. Well, isn't isn't the the interesting thing about that song is that the main da 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 is like was supposed to only be a little oh, part of the be. song. I don't know, and that's why it's so long is because they they started recording and they're like, oh wow, this is incredible. Like, yeah. Let's just keep doing this. Yeah, um, I could be way off here, but I well, I, I think. That, I've never been wrong before. Well, that's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. But I, I do think that that was actually just supposed to be a small part of the song and it ended up being like a recurring... Yeah. yeah. The classic song. And the interesting thing about that song, too, is that he wrote that for his really good friend George Harrison's wife, I think, because uh, he was like in love with her at the same time. Ended up stealing her from George Harrison. Oh, so it worked. It worked. Ooh. But then it turned out that once he got her, he got a little bit kind of bored with her. I think. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I hate to say it that way, but we're, we're it didn't work out. Music, body of work, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's That's, get out of the personal. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to offend <laughs> Eric Clapton's ex-wife. Sorry, George. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Love you guys. Yeah. Uh, um... <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, so kind of done a lot of interesting things, and oh, you know those those sixties seventies rock guys. There's always some interesting kind yeah. of weird fact about something that they you know the, the whole story of the the kids spray painting Clapton is God. On, yeah, where, uh, Buckingham Palace was it? Something, no, something? I don't know. Maybe don't not know quite like it that. It was someplace in London. There's just yeah, you know. maybe maybe the underground. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome guitar player, highly influential. Had to make the list. Yeah, on there absolutely. Somewhere. So. Um, so at number three, this is a pretty obvious one. I'd have to say, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Springsteen, the boss, the boss, anybody with a nickname, the boss. Yep. Got to make the list. He's the, he's the working man rocker. Mm-hmm. He is the every, the every, uh, every man. That's, that, I guess working man is good enough. He's the working man. So he's what? New Jersey. He yep. writes songs about New Jersey. or writes yeah. songs about, you know, Hard life, you know. The, Nebraska. Yeah, the the yeah the blue collar life. Yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, he you know, he's an everyman rocker, and he's been yeah. he's had a super long career. Um, yeah. I think you know he's had actually he's released a couple albums le- recently. That have, yeah, I mean, he's been doing fine since yeah. you know he started basically. Well, I mean, it's interesting because he's kind of one of these guys, and and maybe there's some other guys on this list that are like this, but he he was like a folk singer or something, and then yeah. He was really struggling, and it was like, it, it was Born to Run was the album where he was like he he had to he had to write something that was gonna you know make or break it was either that or it you know and he put everything he had into it and then it worked and ever since then he's been doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, he uh, I know I, I it's during Ronald Reagan's presidential campaign they were gonna have uh, Born in the USA that was like oh, okay. his slogan they're gonna have it for the 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 music behind and then one of the like it was like they were gonna do it. Then one of the staffers was like, uh, this actually is like not very patriotic at all. <laughs> Probably don't want to send Probably this. Probably do want to do that. I don't know. We could pull a little bit beforehand, yeah. but Interesting. I yeah. think, you know, an anti-war. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Probably not. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. But Interesting. yeah, the boss, I think, uh, earned a lot of respect after t- uh, 9-11. He wrote an album called The Rising. Which I don't know if it had a whole lot of commercial success. I remember he had a single from it that did really well, but called The Rising. Yeah. Um, pretty catchy. Well, but, he's, you know, yeah, and I mean, he's one of these guys that, 
basically just like, oh, I'll, I'll do a tour, you know. Yeah. Ten cities. Uh, yeah. And I'll play each city seven nights or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then here's a hundred million dollars. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, because I mean he's a legendary live performer and, yep. and all that stuff. So, and is he street man? He'd be a kind of guy that you just want to like hang out with for a day. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like he's he's yeah. definitely in that in that arena. So yeah, if anybody knows Bruce Springsteen, tell him to give us a call. Yeah, the boss. Yeah, we we'll, love you, man. We'll uh, we'll hang out with you. You can come to Gentleman <laughs> we'll, HQ. Yeah, you can play some guitars. Yeah, I'll watch. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, number that's number three, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, number two, another kind of this is this is kind of a no brainer on this deal. Um, Johnny Cash. Yeah, Johnny Cash. And I, that, the thing I hate about this pick, it's kind of going back to the bacon thing we were talking about earlier. Is that once that Johnny Cash movie came out about Johnny Walk Cash, line. Yeah. it was he was everywhere. Everybody was covering his songs. Yeah, everybody. It was so cool to to you know be a Johnny Cash fan. But um, Johnny Cash really, is, despite that, it doesn't matter because he's still a complete awesome rocker. You know, and uh, I actually went to uh, recently. I visited. Speaking of you know you going to Key West, I actually visited Nashville, Tennessee recently, yep. where they do actually have a. They recently. Um, built a small Johnny Cash museum that's dedicated to some to his stuff. He has a few items in the Country Music Hall huh. of Fame, which I was actually at as well. Um, but yeah, Johnny Cash. I mean, you know, kind of the original kind of bad boy, bad 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 guy rocker. You know, I remember when I was growing up, my dad was, was into. He's from North Carolina, and he's he's a Johnny Cash fan. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, I was like, this Johnny Cash guy is so lame, you know. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, wow, it's awesome that my dad was a huge Johnny Cash fan. Yeah. Because back in the day, that was like, that was like the rebel guy to, yeah, to listen to. The content. I mean, yeah, the whole the whole thing with you know, the the cocaine and the. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Was it? I don't know if it was cocaine. In particular, it was some kind of drugs that he went down to uh, Mexico to procure, and then going coming back, he got into trouble with that. Well, they tend to frown upon that. Yeah, but no, I mean, like he, he wrote songs about cocaine. You yeah, know, like I mean, he yeah. he clearly, you know, had had some struggles with and doing the doing the uh, uh, you know the Folsom Prison Folsom show at Folsom Prison. Listen to the live audio; that's pretty awesome. Yeah, actually. and I mean, uh, what a great thing to do I mean like I, yeah. I, I just, it's hard to even like how did he even come up with this idea to like do a live set at Folsom Prison it's pretty pretty awesome I wonder if they had I, I have no idea I wonder if they like before that if they've done a lot of live shows I like, doubt it I, I don't mean like in a prison I yeah. mean like like in general like you know now all the time it's like do live recording and mm-hmm. stuff like that and selling them. Okay. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if that was a thing. But yeah, I mean, I guess I could think of like a lot of albums in the 60s and 70s or, or you know, 60s, 50s probably that are probably. like live from blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah. You know, whoever. The Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that could be. But yeah, I mean, he... The, he definitely took it to a new level. Yeah. In the prison. Doing a show in the prison <laughs> is pretty cool. Man. Um, so that, that pretty much makes it, you know. And the whole... And I love too that he's like... He's singing for these guys in the prison, and they're like, they're loving it. They're going yeah. nuts. And he's like, you know, making remarks at the guards, you yeah. know, and like stuff in the songs about yeah. like, you know, watch out for the law, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't cast the yeah. the prison system in a favorable light. Well, he definitely wasn't trying to be politically correct. No, he never was. So, yeah. The June Carter thing. No, oh, June Carter thing. Okay, so let's just for one second, let's diverge into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I also think what's awesome about Johnny Cash is that, you know, 
he was in love with June Carter and, you know, he just went after her and eventually got her and then they were just together until they both, you know, kind of passed away. Which yeah. I think is pretty awesome. I mean... Usually doesn't work out that way. It usually doesn't, but, you know, I mean... The forbidden love. Yeah, but, I mean, it. you know, it's one of those things where yeah. he just kind of always had a thing for one girl and then got her and, and then that was it. That was all, you know? Yeah. Um, so kind of cool. I, I think that's cool. I think that's manly. Too. Yeah, he... he yeah. He was a he was an interesting cat for sure. He and you know it's it's putting him as a rocker is kind of yeah that's a stretch. It's, it is, but it's not. I yeah. mean, if, given the context and mm-hmm. like well, back in the day he was yeah he was considered you know rock. That's I as mean, close as you get. Yeah, I mean it was it was before yeah. kind of that, that electricity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Microphone. So, yeah. So yeah, John Cash. <laughs> um, Number that brings us to number one, doesn't Number it? one. We're going to do a quick recap of what okay. we've got so far. So at number five, we got Dave Grohl. Dave at Grohl. number four, Eric Clapton. Number three, Bruce Springsteen. And number two, Johnny Cash. Number one, number one is not so obvious. No. But if you think if about you, it. If you think about it, you have to agree that <laughs> Ted Nugent the is, the, Teddy. is the number one. Okay, this guy, Ted Nugent, he... This, I don't even. I can't even begin to describe what. Well, let's start with his nicknames. Okay, yeah. So we, we got you know the Nuge, the which Nuge. Is one of them, uh, Sweaty Teddy, mm-hmm. the Motor City Madman. You know, <laughs> I think he's probably got more of them out there. Oh, I'm sure he does. I don't know, but um, several. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, this is like the kind of quintessential '70s rock guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Again, a guy that kind of had a long career and done a lot of different things. I think he's got some political television show now or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's depending on which way he's swinging politically. He's, yeah, he's very, very. Uh, well, man, I don't even know what the term is anymore. I don't know. Conservative. I, okay, yeah, he's conservative. Yeah, conservative. Yeah. I mean, you can't say Republican. You can't. You know, yeah. there's all these different forms of that now. But yeah, he's very, very conservative. Okay, well, because he does the hunting stuff and all. Oh that yeah, very, very yeah. I think he might have a hunting show too or something. I don't know. I, I haven't followed any of that really stuff, but he's nuts. I know yeah. he. Yeah, he, very outspoken, very politically active, you know, stuff like that, and something you wouldn't kind of expect from like a crazy '70s rock star. Um, he's, you know. he's but he's, the guy yeah. shoots like guitars on stage with flaming arrows, <laughs> which he's done since the '70s. Um, I don't know of any other rockers that do stuff like no. that. No, um, I was I, one of my favorite Ted Nugent stories is um, I re- is, is from the '70s. Like he was pretty young when he got famous. He was yeah. actually like. In the early 70s and stuff like that, I think he was maybe 18, 19 years old when he started to get to yeah. play arenas and stuff like that. Was, so, that. was that like Stranglehold? Was that his big breakout? Well, or? there was, yeah, a few a few albums in there. Okay. I can't remember which, which like, what the chronological okay. order of them was, but I remember reading this article when he was, like, 19 years old or something like that, and it was from, like, a 1970s uh, guitar player magazine or something, you know? Um, they reprinted the article, and he claimed in the article... That he has his amps turned up so loud during concerts that at one point he saw a dove fly in in front of, and as soon as it reached the front of his amp, it dropped dead. What? <laughs> okay. Now I I, I don't want to comment. I'm not a, uh, a science. I, I don't know the science behind that. If that's even theoretically possible, but in my mind, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because. 
it, that's just a cool story. And it, 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 uh, true or not, I, I, I don't really care. What are, what are they doing with doves in the arena? Like, where did, it just happened to be flying, flying through, Glenn. <laughs> maybe know. it's symbolism, you know. The, Could be. Maybe, Could be. you know, dove representing peace and, like, it falls in front of his amps. Yeah. And, but I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that, that always... I, I probably read that about ten years ago, and it just always stuck in my head that it was just such a hilarious uh, Ted Nugent story. And I mean, songs like Cat Scratch Fever and <laughs> Wango Tango. Wango Tango. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you just... Great White Buffalo? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Great White Buffalo is a great song. So many... Uh, he, he really did. I mean, and he's actually really incredibly talented. Yeah. All gimmicks and he's, things yeah. aside. I mean, he's a good guitar player. You know. Yeah. And I, there's, there's, there's something about, like, uh, he he wasn't singing the songs. There was, like, he, he had a lead singer in his band. Hmm. And... I think he like kicked the guy out or something like that, and somebody asked him about it, and he's like, "Well, I was singing all the hit songs anyway, so we don't need him," you know. So he just, you know, he's just one of those guys. Man. So yeah, he he definitely doesn't care what you think about him. Yeah, which is refreshing. Yeah, you know, exactly. In an in, in an age where <laughs> yeah. you know you manufacture artists and, yeah I mean you know, contrast that with like some of the some of the people like the artists that are out there today and they're trying you know trying to be all cool and stuff yeah. like that and then you think you know I mean and Ted Nugent is shooting things with you yeah, know yeah, arrows flaming and, arrows and you know I don't care what you think of me yeah, and, I'm gonna be really outspoken about well, everything and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway kinda kinda interesting sweaty but, teddy good old sweaty teddy I'm, I'm a fan I I I, I don't love the music, but just the idea of the guy yeah, kind of exactly. I just it's it's a good uh, sure. Is there is there a way better you know seventies rock, rock? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and know. that whole thing with what was that band he joined in the eighties? What was that? Uh, uh, oh, they had that song High Enough. Oh man, what was that? I don't know. I don't know either. It yeah. He he joined Damn Yankees. Join some band. Oh. So he definitely had some career. Uh, I don't know what you'd say. But like a forks in the road, rising yeah. from the ashes. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. He's <laughs> from the damn Yankee ashes. Exactly. He's he's doing his thing. Funny. Yeah. Okay, so that's the top five. Top there five rockers. It. That's that's all you need to know about the uh, uh, manliest <laughs> rockers in the world. We just you know blew your minds with manly rock facts. Mm-hmm. Um. And next we have questions from the gentleman mailbag. Mm-hmm. So this week we've got some interesting we've got some interesting questions from the from the mailbag this week, Glenn. Yes, um, important know, stuff. Important stuff. I think um, the you uh, <laughs> yeah important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think these are questions that are you know on everybody's mind really mm-hmm. when you think about it. You know, uh, right. so let's 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 get right into this. The first one is you know Glenn and I are mainly. I'd say, well, you're you're kind of you're kind of into pro sports, but I, I mainly bit. like I like college sports. That's my thing. Yeah. So I just like football, pro football, pro football. Okay. So, but I, I'm mainly a college sports guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the question is, college football or college basketball? Mm-hmm. Which is which is better, Glenn? Are you you want me to go first? Uh, you go first. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. I think college basketball gets a gets you know like with all the conference realignment and everything mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. you know uh this past what well, past 3 years the the collegiate landscape has been riddled with conference realignment you know sec and yeah. uh, with the acc and everybody's everybody's moving around and everybody's going places or staying and and the big part of that is college football 
because it is the main revenue. And I, maybe I'm planning to, maybe maybe I'm saying too much here. Maybe I'm feeling Brian's fire here. <laughs> but I think I think college basketball. Actually, you know what? I just I just think college basketball because I've grown up loving college basketball mm-hmm. because I live in a town where uh, college basketball is a big thing. Um, is college basketball a big thing here? Yeah, it's a little bit. North okay. Kansas, yeah, okay. University of Kansas. Yeah, uh, we we do all right every now and again. I don't follow. I know you follow. don't. Uh, Brian is from a, uh, a town further west. Actually, maybe our arch rivals. That's where he hails from. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. No, we'll, 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 yeah we'll, we'll leave, leave that out of this. Yeah. All right. But anyway, I, I, I think college basketball. For the most part, I, I would prefer college basketball. So if you had to pick one sport. If I had to pick one sport. You'd do college basketball. Yeah, I think they both are. I really like college football. Mm-hmm. It'd, it'd be really hard to choose. Yeah. But I just have grown up loving college basketball. Well, I mean, the, thing, the things you could say about college basketball is that, you know, there's a lot more games. Yep. You know? Uh, and I guess you could... I don't know. I don't know what the figures are with the revenue as far as college oh. basketball versus college football it's way more really football. oh yeah they bring yeah. a lot more I mean because the stadiums are 50,000 versus you know like Allen Fieldhouse is 13 16, or 16 yeah. 16 3 or something mm-hmm. like that so yeah well I am a college football fan all the way yes so I'm, I'm backing the winner in this I'm, argument I'm shocked <laughs> I'm shocked yeah uh, uh, yeah I'm, I'm a huge college football <laughs> fan and I probably for some of the same reasons that, yeah. that Glenn mentioned for himself is that I grew up in you know mm-hmm. in a town that was like all about college football mm-hmm. and so ever since I was a kid, I've followed college football. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like Lynn said, there's something about, you know, 50, 60, 100,000. I don't know where, what team you follow or what, you know, college football, you know, stadiums you've been into. But yeah. when you get into, you know, 50, 60, 80,000 people, you know, for a game, it's it's a pretty awesome atmosphere. It's intense. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, so, yeah. The, the conference realignment thing was kind of weird, too. And, and it, that kind of really brought out the... The uh, I don't know the ugliness in the in the whole college game with all that stuff. But. Well, it's, I mean you can't blame football. Yeah, you know they're just doing their own thing. But the problem is, is that you know, so much money. It's just so much money and so much money and a lot of people need to get paid. Brian. Yeah, not yeah. the athletes though. Can't pay the athletes. Well, we won't get into that. But Ooh, maybe that's another topic. Could of be. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> weird. I I think it's weird that these guys are out there, especially with football. Because yeah. It's, so dangerous, you know. Oh, and they're going to have long-term effects later. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of arguments around around that stuff. But, I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird that people are making, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars off this whole deal. And yeah. the guys that are out there doing it are getting paid 20 bucks or something like that or whatever. They get their stipend. <laughs> they, 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 they get some kind of a stipend. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. Another thing I like about college basketball, well, actually, depending on what you think. So... It might be a little bit easier, I think, to build a sustainable football program because there's more moving, there's more parts mm-hmm. that you need. Whereas on a college basketball team, you have five guys that are on the floor, mm-hmm. and if one of them is really good, that can yeah. make or break your season. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, it's yeah, I could see that. I mean, college basketball is a faster paced game. Yeah, it's easier to understand if you don't understand football. Yeah. It's hard to. Yeah, I remember like trying to explain this to like uh, some people that were not from the U.S. You know, and they're like, "What's the deal with with football?" And they couldn't <laughs> understand because it's yeah. it's really strange to some people that haven't grown up in the U.S. Because 
there's no other sport that's like stop, go, stop, go, stop, go like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you stop the action, you reset everything, and then you go again, and then you yeah. stop and again. Yeah. So a lot of people find that very strange and off-putting. So I yeah, I mean, that. most everywhere else in the world is following soccer. Yeah, which exactly. is like this continuous. Yeah, right. And, and it's a set amount of time. You know right. exactly how long it's going to take exactly. for the most part. You know, it's yeah. And so I can see why people are kind of. But there is something about, you know, just the, the hard hitting and, yeah you know, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Maybe, maybe this is, maybe we'll cut this out, but what do you think about the whole, um, would you let your kid, the, the whole debate, oh, would yeah, you let your kid yeah. play football? Oh boy, man. I, I really, I don't know. I don't know what I would do I, because you'd hate to like limit, limit your kid mm-hmm. on doing stuff. I know. Uh, I never played football when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. when I look back on it, I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, even knowing kind of what you know is out there now, I just think that you know, uh, I don't know, I would have enjoyed that experience. Sure. Um, so I hate to kind of take that away, but I think I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were, they were saying that Brett Favre actually was quoted as saying that he he yeah. wouldn't, he would not want his his uh, his kid playing um, uh, football for. for various reasons and one of them was you know the health of it but he was also saying that just because he's Brett Favre and his his kid would have to live up to whatever expectations they so right. a couple of different reasons but um, yeah yeah Brett Favre's a man we could talk a whole segment yeah. well that's true maybe, <laughs> maybe a toast sometime to Brett Favre. Yeah. yeah um yeah I, I don't know I don't know where I stand on that either I think I, I don't know I mean I don't know yeah it's it's pretty dang I mean it's a dangerous sport for sure even kids in high school get get messed up from it there's all these reports now coming out about all these players that are like mm-hmm. yeah I can't I can't remember like one I can't remember which which NFL former NFL player this was but he was like yeah I'll take my kids to school I can only drive my kids certain places because they have to be places that I've been to thousands of times otherwise I can't find my way back home wow. or I can't yeah you know I mean this is a guy in his 40s yeah you know like well I mean I think in that same Brett Favre thing he was saying that he he's having he's already having memory problems yeah you know and yeah I mean, he's he's an older player too. I mean, he's got to be forty something, but yeah. and he played forever. Yeah, I did. And being a quarterback, I mean, you yeah. Con- I mean, you always have the ball, so it's like, you know, a lot of yeah. So anyway, yeah. well, college basketball, college football. So who wins, Brian? It's it's apples and oranges, really. It's I, tough. That's exactly what this is. You know, I love so. them both. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I I am a basketball fan as well. So you can't make a fruit salad with just you know apples <laughs> or <laughs> other fruits or other. Maybe that's a bad analogy. <laughs> Man, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe, we'll, promise me we'll cut this out, Brian. Oh, uh, we'll see about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All depends. Right. Depends on, on a lot of things. Um, okay, so next next question. Yep. Um, if there was a zombie apocalypse, mm. what would be your plan? Like, so what? Like, where where would you go? What would you do? What would you use for weapons? What would you fortify yourself with? Wow. Um, I, actually, I have an idea of where I would go, but I'm gonna let you start. This you mean, one okay? Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yes. To okay. now, let me preface this. I am, I, I'm at a disadvantage here because I have not watched any of The Walking Dead. Mm. I'm sure I could pick up a lot of good tips, good and bad. Oh, they, they, I mean, well, you know, it's one of those. Is it? I've watched. I've watched The Walking Dead. Um, all of it? No. Well, I haven't watched the newest season yet. Okay. I'm, I've got. I'm. I'm gonna start watching that pretty soon. But, um, yeah. So, uh, 
they, 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 it's just one of those shows where they do like stupid stuff just to keep you on. Like, right, 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 right. So they make a lot of bad. Why decisions. are you falling down? Yeah. <laughs> why don't go into the dark house? Don't, no, don't. There's do no it. reason to stay out of the dark house. And then do you want why to are you going to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then, uh, but yeah, and so there's, but then they they do some interesting stuff there too. Yeah, so. Um, so Arkansas though yeah I do like there's you know the the various types of terrain you know there's lots of you know there's streams and Mm -hmm. there's you know natural fresh water if you need it Mm -hmm. Um, I've been I've been through a lot of Arkansas and I I can I can say with certainty I think I could hold up pretty well okay Um, you know there's lots of caves and things like that caves oh yeah Maybe that's a, a bad place. I don't know if I would go into a cave if there was a zombie apocalypse. Actually, because I mean, you'd be kind of trapped. See, this is the thing. I haven't really, you know, I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't have this, this yeah. uh, foresight. You know, mm-hmm. like if I steep myself in zombie, yeah, it's true. Weapons, uh, yeah. I don't know, a gun. I yeah, mean, <laughs> get a hold of a gun. Probably a big gun, right? Yeah, you can probably help. Big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the idea of uh, of kind of like a, a, a wooded, like a vast, yeah, like a twenty acre, thing, yeah. You know, what I mean, like where you have a house that you can, like, yeah, you know, chop some trees down and like fortify. But here's what I would do. Okay, okay? all right, you've already got this planned out. Well, no, I'm just saying I would go in the in the short term. I have like short, short and long term. Okay, okay. so short term is uh, I would go the uh, Shaun of the Dead route. And mm. I think you and I would round up some close friends, yes. our close family uh, and friends, and head to a little place mm. called Henry T's yeah. here in Lawrence. Okay. Which, if you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, it, they, 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 they kind of rally around this place called the Winchester, and it's like a bar um, that conveniently serves you know beer and, and things like that. Um, but so that, that's where, in the short term, I would head there. Um, and probably longer term, I'd, I'd find somewhere out in the woods that I could like, you know, hold up in a in a cabin all. Yeah, you'd think so. like a, a less densely populated area would mm-hmm. probably be your best because yeah. they got to eat brains, right? And if yeah. there's more brains in one area, they're right. going to go to that area. There's always a chance you get. Tra- you know, it's like plus and minus with everything. There's always a chance if you're out in the middle of nowhere, you're going to get trapped out there, and you're not going to be able to get away. There's going to be this rogue zombie, yeah, right, who right. somehow stumbles upon you. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, and then you're stuck in this. You know, house and you know, bad things happen. But, yeah, you can't kill them. But yeah, for uh, yeah, so I would start out. Start. I you know you know I have I keep a a big old shotgun by my bed, so I, I think I'd be I'd be in good shape uh, with the weapons yeah. department. Um, yeah. So I just grabbed that, head to Henry T's. Um, I I got a Louisville Slugger. Well, there you go. I read that, yeah. Which I think could do pretty good damage for a zombie. I agree. I, I get agree. the impression that they're kind of just like slow moving. Well, see, so if I can wind up, I think there's a couple different, you know, there's, there's a couple different things. You know, there's been so many zombie movies and everything, uh, last, yeah. you know, shows and everything like that. The original zombie guy R- Romero or whatever, uh, the guy that did uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Um, he he his thing was that they would be slow moving um, because their motor skills wouldn't be you know as mm-hmm. good as as everybody else so they'd be like they'd move very slow <laughs> and they're very particular about this and then there's a lot of zombie movies out now that just you know throw that away and they're fast moving because it's scarier and stuff like that so there's a whole thing about I think there's a whole like debate about this whole hmm. deal out there somewhere hmm. I, I don't know where I just heard rumblings about this in different places but so anyway so so <laughs> it, it the interpretation varies on if this actually happened if somebody would actually be slow or quick moving I would hope for slow yeah because 
That's your best bet. Fast moving zombie? It's yeah. game over. Yeah, exactly. You're pretty much out of luck there. <laughs> you know, they work in packs. Yeah. Quick moving pack things yeah. trying to eat your brains. You'd be like undead wolves. Yeah, exactly. No way. That's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Well, let's hope we never have to get to that. Um, never have to get to that situation. Well, on that note. Yeah, on that note. <laughs> Um, speaking of which, the Dumb and Dumber 2 is coming out. Yeah. So, we're going to have to go check that out. It's going to be awesome. We'll probably be broadcasting live from the premiere yeah. of Dumb and Dumber 2. I, for people out there that don't know, Glenn and I are huge fans of the movie Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> so the fact that there's a sequel coming out, I hope it doesn't pull a Star Wars and regress. I'm sure well, it may. It's hard to... I hope it doesn't pull the original sequel to Dumb and Dumber Dumb and Dumber, yeah, Dumb and Dumber, yeah, that was a. But that was a no way it could be that bad again. You know, I'm a huge Dumb and Dumber fan, but I never even saw Neither Dumb and Dumber. How dare they? Yeah, it's it's really pretty offensive, you know. <laughs> yeah. For for fans of the movie, yeah. Absolutely. Come on, it's terrible. Mm. Okay, well, that was the gentleman podcast episode two. Um, if you're still listening, you're, you're still probably listening. a relative. So we'll see yeah. you all at Thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> see you at the family reunion. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, this worked out well. Uh, thanks for listening to us today. Uh, if you have questions, comments, you're angry, yeah. uh, email us, howdyatgentleman.com. Do you have Facebook, Twitter? It's coming soon. Vine. <laughs> Vine. Um, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud. If you're angry, actually, direct those emails to Brian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I love to hear from, from people like that. No, but we uh, we appreciate your feedback. We really do. Yep. Uh, if you have questions, comments, you have things you want to cover on the show, let us know. Yep. I rhymed. <laughs> Man, you got a future in this. I do. I feel like <laughs> I feel good about this. All right. All right. Later. <laughs> we got to end it better than that. Deuces. <laughs> ah. All right. So check, uh, catch you next time. All right. See you guys later. Street and uh, we, we were trying